Thank you for downloading this sponsored podcast presented by PR Week. For more podcasts, visit us online at prweek.com. Hello, it's Steve Barrett here, the Editorial Director of PR Week and Campaign US, bringing you a special CAN podcast in partnership with Weber Shandwick. I'm really delighted to be joined by the president of the PR Lions jury this year, and well, and last year, actually, um, as it turned out. And, uh, of course, CEO of Weber Shandwick, Gail Hyman. Hey, Gail, how are you? I'm fantastic, Steve. I'm just trying to capture some of that Hello, I'm Steve Barrett. Enthusiasm. And, I know it's I, it's very different to the sarcastic, miserable guy that you you know off <laughs> off off camera, isn't he? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, it's just so like bracing. It's like a jolt of cold water. Hello. So anyway, well, oh. we're all we're, we're all sort of energized by this can week because. It's obviously it's a completely different one than normal, virtually done virtually, covering two years' work. But as as it happens, it's probably enabled us to focus down more on the work than usual, hasn't it? Because a lot of the extraneous noise and the the frank, you know the networking and all the fun um, that we have in, in the croisette, etc. You know, obviously we can't do that this year. So really, it has been focused down on the work. And that's probably been a good thing, hasn't it? Yeah, I listen, I feel so. I, 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 I cannot say that the fully immersive experience in Cannes with the, you know, with the 15,000 of your closest friends that you haven't met yet <laughs> and, the, and the lanyards that have strung together would span the globe um, and, and the rosé and the people speaking and the parties and the whatever and the work. I can't say that that isn't um, something that, that has been terrific and, and, and I hope will continue to be terrific. But virtual can spanning two years because this year was different it was 2020 and 2021 as 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 you suggested had some virtues and um a little virtue in the virtual as they say so um and one of the virtues was that when one is alone in one's space working remotely wherever that be in an office in their bedroom and they're on their couch wherever it is um it's you and the work right and um you know, the people pouring lemonade, jumping around, you know, looking at their email, that's not there. So when you are looking at cases, you are looking at cases. And in the case of a jury situation, um, oftentimes in the jury situation, there's lots of people and there's a couple of dominant voices. That's just the way human beings operate. But in the virtual world, it's super democratic. Everybody has a voice. You go around, you look at the squares on your screen and everybody, everybody's talking and everybody volunteers his or her, their opinion. And um, I think it's, I think it's uh, truly democratized. So those, those things, I think, um, were great virtues of, of virtual. And maybe there will be a way to continue to, to continue to do that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It does bring uh, a lot of other people in as well, potentially. What were the big takeaways you took from both the PR lines, which you oversaw and obviously were very closely um, you know, connected to, but also the lines generally? Because obviously we have this debate in the PR industry every year, don't we, about why don't we do better in the PR lines? Yeah. And yeah, I'd love to get your take on that. But on the other hand, we did see PR firms doing really well in other categories, winning Grand Prix, you know, which is... Uh, almost unprecedented. So, what was your take on it and big takeaways? Yeah, no, it's 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 always there's always a tension, right? I mean, for one thing, if you think about Can, you think about Can over the years, and you and I have been fortunate enough to experience Can over the years, and you look at the winners in any category, certainly Grand Prix in any category, and go back to the years of Fearless Girl or you know Dumb Ways to Die or some of those things that kind of captured Can across multiple categories, and you look at 
you know, and yeah, I we don't want dumb ways to die. That, that, I'm, I'm still humming that five years later. Now I'm going to have an earworm for it. <laughs> yeah, we can all hum it and sing it and whatever else. Look at those and you could say, I think, or I could say, I say this with a bias, as you know, that it's all, the Can Lions is all PR, right? It, yeah, it, that's every, true. Every single winner is public relations. And why? Because every single winner is about becoming part of culture. It's about threading that campaign, whatever it is, um, whether it's like that always campaign or, or whether it's like fearless girl or any other, it's about threading that into culture. And and I think over the last decade, it's become clear that you have to do that to win at camp, no matter what. And you look at you look at this year, the takeaway beyond PR, and I'll talk about PR in a second, is there really wasn't and there really wasn't a dominant uh, a case, a la sorry to sing it again, dumb ways to die, um, which took many many categories, and it was a great it was great work. But you saw a little Moldy Whopper, you saw a little Stevenage, um, you saw a little True Name, you saw a little, you saw a little of the, you saw those, we saw those in, in the public relations category as well. Um, but you didn't see it full on domination of this singular sensation. And I, I wonder whether some of that is because of you know, the world that we occupy, whether the categories were looking for particular craft in their categories, whether whether we approached it a little bit differently, not being in the spectacle and the immersive world that is can. So I wonder about that. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I think they have, they've also put a limit on the amount that one campaign can win, haven't yeah. they? I think because yeah. because of that, because yeah, it did get really boring with having the same campaign winning like, you know, 20 or 30. Yeah, they have put a limit, but it's yeah. still such that you could still take, you could still take a number of categories for sure. Yeah, um, yeah no, that's true. I think that's kind of interesting. If we, if we look at, if we look at PR, we've talked, we've talked about this a little bit before. There was um, the suggestion that this kind of world we're in, the zeitgeist, the worlds, the kind of collision of worlds that we all experienced in these last few years uh, revealed itself in the work um, the fact that you can't really separate policy from technology, from media, from culture. And if you look at the work and if you look at the winners, and frankly, it's true beyond PR, they all meld a little bit, particularly you see um, how policy impacted everything and, and, and the situations that we're all experiencing impacted everything. So you felt that, you felt that in the work. The other thing I think, and, and we, we see it every year, for some reason, it felt like it was more powerful this year was this these acts of subversion and the ideas that the ideas all subverted something. They subverted um, perhaps a long held idea or a tradition um, or even an industry as it were. And there were great, uh, there were great cases there um, that were acts of subversion. We could talk about that. And then um, thirdly, um, just the channel thing, like uh, literally everything's a channel, lots of work in gaming. And we've seen that over the years, right? And um, certain uh, certain clients are particularly great at Burger King, for example, has been doing that for a number of years and doing it really well. Um, Wendy's got into it and we saw a little bit of Wendy's kind of ta- taking on taking on Burger King and some of that and, and some of the work there. But that notion that everything's a channel, I think is really important, really important for PR people to recognize that and to use that um, as we take a look at stakeholder integration. What are the ways we can use channels to be um, to be an integral part of, of the ideas that we're making? The bread exam certainly was one of those that subverted things by using the analogy of making bread with the breast exam. Yeah. And that, that was that was actually one, I think, that's one in a bunch of categories. And in fact, both of the PR uh, Grand Prix were contract for change as well. But, you know, I think have appeared in multiple categories, but yeah. were, were really a, a contract for change, making a real change in business, right? And, yeah. and trying to 
get an industry, but, but with that an environmental angle to it too. So making good business, profitable business for farmers and helping them get back on their feet, but also improving the environment. So the purpose and angle was suffused through everything as well, which is not unusual for Can, but it felt like purpose actually getting somewhere now rather than just talking about it. Yeah, that, you know, it was interesting. I mean, two things, uh, two additional things. I mean, kind of crass observations. One is beer. There were a lot of beer entries. I, 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 I've never seen so many beer entries um, and they were great. I mean, there were, there were ones, obviously one, one Grand Prix, but if you go through the list of those that got lions and through the shortlist awards, they were, they were just great entries. And a lot of them did bring climate change into it. One of them was, you know, hey, put in solar panels. This was an Australian beer. I think it was VB beer. Put in solar panels. And you know what? We will, rather than the government compensation for doing that, we're going to pay you a little bit more in beer. So that's, so that's great. So you maybe, maybe you're taking this constituency that wouldn't have said, oh, I, I'm going to do solar panels. And you're thinking, oh my God, look, I can get you know, X uh, number of cases of beer um, to do to do the right thing. And I thought that was that was great. That was just really. If you give Aussies free beer, you can get them to do pretty much anything, (laughs) in my experience. And Brits, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, but I mean, hey, you got to know your culture, right? Exactly. So so that was really terrific. And the, the other the other case which took on, you know, climate change, we know biggest existential threat of our time for sure was uh, Sala 2032, where you take this little town in Lapland, the coldest town in Finland, Sala, and say, you know what, hey, we are going to be warm enough for the summer games in 2032 if we don't if we don't watch out. And you make a bid to get into the Olympics, you send your mayor to the IOC. Um, okay, the bid doesn't work, but you say, you know what, save Sala, save the planet as the as the inversion or subversion of that. And it's a it's a beautiful case and a great way to take a look at such a subject of such gravitas and do it somewhat lightly and, and, and with real humanity. So I mean, those, that was just a nice way of, of getting into the, getting into purpose and a little bit different from what we've seen in the past. Yeah. I think um, also one of the beauties of Cannes is you get that genuinely global perspective where you're seeing work from all over the world and really creative work from every continent, which yeah. is fantastic. And it was great to see, uh, the the Pakistani winner, for, I think first time Grand Prix winner, but again was that subversion you were talking about, where there are so many people who are, who don't exist officially, and the idea was to somehow bring them into the you know into the mainstream so they could get services, etc. Yeah. Um, but you know, that was and that was you know out of telecom, right? I mean, it just yeah. like, and such a. Um, it was really, it was really lovely to see because that it can that changes an individual's entire life, right? I mean, that it gives them a life. It gives them access to healthcare. It gives them access, an ability to get married. It, it was a life, very kind of a, a small idea, easy idea, but just such a life changing thing that that organization could 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 bring to people. So yeah, that was I, that was a that was a big favorite of mine as well. Yeah, telecoms, a lot of innovation. There was uh, the three, the uh, ISP and. Uh, they connected a whole island, an isolated island, Aranmore, with 5G and kind of transformed the whole island and actually invited people to come and live there. And they got like thousands of people wanting to come and live there. So it's certainly transformed the lives of the people on this island. So it was was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, there was another one with the Faroe Islands. There's a lot of islands. I mean, there was islands (laughs) and there was fear. Um, but the Faroe Islands, which was remote control tourism, where hey, nobody could come in. But 
but um, they could use this remote control kind of gaming technology to get the citizens of the Faroe Islands to show people who couldn't get there what to do. So you could remote, you could say jump, you could say go over here, you could do whatever. But what was nice is it employed the citizens of the Faroe Islands to do that. So it was kind of cool technology, nice people could see the Faroe Islands, but it also created jobs in a time when people needed jobs. And I thought that was a lovely, that was a lovely tourism case. What would your advice be then to PR professionals and creatives generally about learning lessons from Canon and really soaking up this work and this inspiration and then putting it into practice in their own uh, jobs or at their own companies and agencies over the next 12 months? Because it just seems like a uh, it's easy to think, oh, I've had enough of can, I want to get on with the things now. But actually, the real insights are, bearing by, are born out by studying the work, aren't they? Yeah, and I was just going to say that. I would quote my, uh, my, my colleague, the creative guru, Tom Beckman, who always can say it better than I do. But, you know, his feeling is cases. You got to watch the cases, right? You got to live the cases. You got to love the cases. And here we are at Cannes with this unbelievable um, massive number of cases and you know my friend Tom would say hey if you're a fashion designer you look at fashion if you're a painter you go to museums and you look at paintings if you want to make films you watch a lot of films and you figure out what's best we PR people professionals must watch these cases because from these cases you learn how to do your job better um, for sure so that's that's one thing um, the other thing is, is, you know, the idea piece. I mean, look at, you know, one, it's about ideas and we talk about the primacy of ideas and no one believes that more fervently than I do. What we're seeing a little bit uh, where we're seeing movement is impact, right? It's not just the provision of the effies anymore, though we, you know, we respect the effies do and clearly with the PR Week Awards and the judging of impact as well, of course. But, but you, when you have an idea that's so profound and so strong and so compelling and so magical, what impact does it have? And as we're building the work we build for clients, look at, look at what it is. What can we achieve? What should we achieve? How do we get there? How does our idea help us get there? And then however we activate it through whatever channels, is it helping us to get that impact? I think we just, I think we got to be a little harder on ourselves around that because I think the days of particularly as it relates to um, purpose work, consciousness raising, awareness building, just getting the message out there. It's not, it's not enough. I mean, and our discipline does have the power to have the impact. We have proven that and we got it. We just got to keep, we've got to keep demonstrating that. Yeah, I was, one thing I was surprised by, I must admit, was that there were 165 shortlisted in the PR lines and there wasn't a single one in the crisis category. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at the show overall and the work overall, really, you could almost be forgiven for thinking that COVID hadn't happened, you know. Um, and I was surprised by that because, yeah, I, I know people want to move on and, and they're looking forward to now. But, you know, if I, I compare it to the PR Week Awards, the, the work there really kind of summed up the past 12 months in terms of purpose, the racial reckoning, COVID crisis stuff. And, and I just expected to see a bit more of that. What was, what was your view on that? Yeah, you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned because I have the same view. It's not only crisis, but employee engagement where there was yes, yes. A, a, a paltry number of cases at a time when there should have been massive numbers of cases. Um, and in a, a time, there's no time in our history when employee engagement has been more important and where the industry has had um, has has done more counseling that has been incredibly important um, to the compact employees have with with their employers. So that's important. I and I totally agree on crisis. You know that it has been thought one there are fewer entries. So 
big advice to PR people listening, enter in those categories too. Um, let's figure out as an industry how to enter. Uh, so the first wave of shortlist judges doesn't think mm, not sexy enough. Um, again, because that you're seeing in a group of cases where you're seeing beer and burgers and stuff and sizzle. And suddenly you see something that bespeaks a very beautiful, well done case, but it doesn't quite um, it doesn't quite electrify you perhaps the way something else would. We got to figure out, and maybe there's some discussions to be had about how to bring those cases to the front, because I agree they're a critical part of what we do. They were underrepresented in, in at least what, uh, what we saw. By, by the time we, it gets to the awarding jury, they were way underrepresented. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I would say this, but that's where I think the PLE awards are about much stronger. But um, what would you say about the jury makeup? It's all agencies that can, isn't it? Do you think that changes the dy- dynamic? Do you think they should consider having clients on the juries as well? You know, they have had clients in the past on juries. So I don't know, I don't want to, don't quote me because I don't know the official regulation, but I know that in Glass, which I've judged, there were clients in Glass. Um, there were no clients in NPR this year, but I think there was a movement to bring clients in. And yeah, I, I do think that that would be something to to think about. And I, you know, it'd be interesting to talk to Ken about that. I Listen, I think the magic of the jury is the globalness um, yeah. you know, um, because it really is eye-opening. And when one is looking at a case from Germany and a judge from Germany explains culturally what the, and that's often where the judges come into play is talking about the culture as it relates to a, a part of the world that they're, that they're from and understand more deeply. That's where the, the sort of insight for the juror is, oh my God, I didn't think about it that way. Um, there was a case from um, Japan, I think it was work from um, Pantene um, about hair color and the fact that um, young people are pressured to have black hair um, by society. Um, and this was a case that it's about, you know, the freedom empowerment, think about your hair differently. It's a ni- it was a nice case, but, uh, you know, a lot of the jury just didn't understand that um, until one of the jurors talked a little bit about, about the Japanese culture and, and that those kinds of societal pressures and why this was a very brave piece of work so that that's the the globalness of the jury is just really important to the can experience and as you said earlier right the globalness of the work when you see um you know work work that's about corruption in a particular society work about um and we saw work from mexico about journalists being unable to speak out and being threatened having their lives threatened when they did speak out um that kind of thing and you you kind of understand it because you kind of read about it but when you hear it from 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 people who live in that society it, it is infinitely more meaningful yeah and that one i think won a silver or a bronze and it was was a nice piece of work and actually the only one that won a big idea gold lion was action global communications in moscow wasn't it the authorities they were going to turn this building into a perfumery which was associated with stalin era killing thousands tens of thousands of people and it was a very clever concept to subvert that and and stop it yeah, that was a, the building was apparently not an attractive building, but some 36,000 people were murdered in that building in the Stalin years. So 36,000 people murdered um, and they were going to put a high end perfume store there. So so what uh, what they did is a campaign to try to change that and they boxed some perfume in a bullet shell um, and put it in a fancy box as one would get perfume um, and sent it to decision makers. And, and the building did not become 
of perfumery. So like that, that's again, when you talk about impact, when you talk about sort of a brilliant, simple idea, but impact, I mean, it changed what was gonna happen. And that, that is, um, that's pretty awesome. That, that Mexican case was interesting because what they did is where they took a, a journalist who unfortunately was killed and they brought him back to life through the magic of technology and using his brother's voice and using some of his clothes that his wife lent them. But the message, so again, you had a, a person who had died being the spokesperson by the magic of technology, but the message that really only a dead person is safe to speak out. That was that. So it, it used the, it wasn't just like, oh my God, look at what technology did. It was that that, that technology was the message in the work. And that, that, was, that was moving. Um, I'm sure beyond the PR jury, but that was moving too. Yeah, absolutely. So having, you know, gone through the process and you've done this before and, and watched hundreds of films and, and entries, what would your advice be then to PR professionals and firms and brands looking to enter their work? Because we still get that sort of sense that maybe the PR sector is not as good at putting the entries together as the creative firms. So what, what advice would you offer? Um, one we must enter. I mean, so we must enter. I think, I think, and, I, and I've said this before, the cost of entry is high. So if we, if we were really to look at um, the entrance in the PR, uh, in the, uh, not in PR, in CAN, of the PR agencies, it's mostly the big agencies, right? Uh, unlike the advertising world where you see the, some of the smaller, the boutiques, et cetera, that's mostly the big agencies in it. We have got to figure out as an industry how to get everyone in it. And that may be that industry organizations think about scholarshipping people or something just to, to goose that because, um, because we're not, I don't think we're fully representing the power of the industry around, around the world. The other thing is, listen, I believe, I believe the idea is the thing. And I know you're, you're covering that. And I'm incredibly proud and respectful of our competitors, Edelman for that Grand Prix as idea agency and entertainment. And that's, that's awesome. I think, and I think we've got to keep focusing on that. The PR world, um, Weber Shandrick, we have built extraordinary organizations that have powerful creative. And we are um, by many of our clients thought of as the, you know, the idea creation people. And we do create those ideas. So we got, we got to stay in it. The other pan, the other side of this coin is we are uh, many times good partners in integrated camp in integrated campaigns and clients need integrated campaigns. They do. I mean, that, and that the world has changed in that way. The role that we play in integrated campaigns is often weaving that campaign that idea into culture and that is that's what's winning it can one and that's what's getting impact for that business or institution too so i think we got to recognize that that there's good work being done in that and um and our teams are working on it and loving that work so we got to recognize that we got to recognize that too i would never in a million years stop going for idea creation we got to go for idea creation um, but I want to recognize the many people who are part of integrated campaigns and, and love that and believe that that work is powerful and important. And we got to, we got to keep supporting them. So bottom line is, as, as a fine lottery campaign once said, we got to be in it to win it. We've got, we've got to be in there. We've got to keep honing the craft. I and mean, as you said, there was a belief and it was really sort of five, seven years ago that we're not as good at the case film. And it's true. Many PR agencies don't have the production factories that that are ad advertising classic advertising brethren do to make those films. But they've got to be made. That they are they are very key and core to this process. One can watch hundreds of them in the can archives. Watch them, love them, learn them, make them, um, because that's that's really. 
that's really what we've got to do. I think we've gotten a lot better. I, you know, we everything that one judges is blind. And for the most part, most judges, myself included, don't know where the stuff is coming from. And you really, you really can't, you really cannot tell the difference. We've gotten infinitely better at doing that. We, but there's, you know, there's lots more we can do. But we got, we got it, we got to stay in it. And we've got to, the entirety of our industry has to, has to get in it because the entirety of the ad advertising industry is in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't, no one's decrying a PR credit. It's still really great. And it, it's more than just promotion and uh, amplification, although in some cases it probably is that. But it's, it's, it's real partnership in a lot of cases. No one's decrying that. And, and there are smaller firms uh, that, that do well, like your sibling agency, Current yep. Global, does well most years. They, they yep. crack, crack the code. We saw Alison Broad uh, always does well, Dini von Muffling um and um day one you know so that, you know you don't have to be a man no you don't biggest... although there's a lot uh, you know there's a preponderance alert but you're right and and smaller firms from and from around the world but i think again i i just think that we gotta we just gotta gotta get the whole of the industry in for sure yeah for sure all right well listen um next year we will hopefully be back on la croisette okay. and having a nice glass of rosé and uh sort of uh you know wandering yeah. around trying not to get a suntan in my uh sunburn in my case but uh thanks for joining us gail great to get your insights and um it's a brilliant year of, of creativity and um so much great content to look at and inspiration to be uh, gleaned from it well thank thank you steve for your time always and uh, watch the cases hashtag watch the cases <laughs> hashtag watch the cases hashtag pr week us there you go <laughs> thank you okay take care